Thank you. Welcome to our football show for the week. The Oscars getting ready to host the Maryland Terrapins on Saturday, 11 a.m. kickoff. And tonight we're going to be joined by Huskers linebackers coach Rob Dvorak. If you want to be a part of the program, our text line is open for you, 402 402- 413-2400. That brought to you by Woodhouse. Woodhouse Auto Family, your trusted auto partner. 20 brands, 20 convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com. Well, you drew the short straw coming off that performance. How how hard was it watching that film back? Because I'm sure there were plays you're like, man, that we should have made that or this. That's, I was listening to Coach White earlier today. His press conference seems like there was a little frustration there. Yeah, I think I think anytime there's opportunities that that you don't, you know, make the most of during the game, you get a little bit frustrated and, you know, they that has been there in wins and losses, you know, you go back to the tape and you're like, "Hey, you know, here's some opportunities that we missed on the on the tape and let's find ways to to learn from them and improve." And I think that's been the message really every week like, "Hey, every week we're going to improve and do whatever we can to go one and know that week and uh you know, I thought the second half, the guys really responded on defense in the game, which we were proud of. It's just, you know, we we didn't start the way that we wanted to. And so we got to get back to the drawing board and back to work. Coach said after the game, he, he said he felt, he sensed early on that it wasn't quite there, quite right. Did you have that feeling on the sideline? Uh, no. You know, I don't know. Some, sometimes it's hard for me to, to tell. Um, but, you know, obviously the, the, the first drive of the game was really not typical of, of our defense in the past. So that had happened. We get on the sidelines, hey, what happened? This is what happened. Let's fix it and, and let's move forward. So um, may, maybe to that sense, um, you kind of feel like, oh, shoot, what just happened? Um, and I think it's important as a coaching staff that we, we get with the guys and say, hey, this is what happened. This is how we fix it. And this is, this is how we're going to move forward. There are leaders all over that defense, but I think you might focus in on your guys' room as maybe some of the prime voices of that defense. How long did you have to be around the guys going back to when you got here in January to kind of go, I got some guys that I think can be leaders on this football team? Yeah, I think, I think first of all, it started with the experience of, of the room with, with having Luke and Nick in that room. I, I kind of expected them to have just that leadership, just from the football experience. Um, and then from there on out, like I looked at everyone in the room of like, hey, we all have a role in, in be, being a leader. So whatever that role is for you and your role changes, you know, over time. And my expectation is that we all have to lead one another and we all have to uh, help each other when whatever role it is and say, hey, this is my experience in this. Like, let me help you with this and let me put my arm around you about this or let me get on you about this. And I think we all have to be leaders in our own in our own sense um, within the room. Nick was not available for you for spring, coming off of an injury situation. How long into August camp did you go, okay, I, I, get, I see it now. I see why Nick's had success at the Big Ten level. Yeah, well, the thing about Nick was even through the spring and, and through the winter, he was, he was always up in the meeting room. I think I mentioned that the last time I was in here with you. He was yeah. always somebody studying you know, the football and, and what, what the system was and trying to learn, even though he wasn't able to – to be out there participating. So um, I knew that he'd be able to, to go out there and, and function at a really high level. And he's a really, really, really bright young man. And uh, he wants to be great. He's determined. He's a really hard worker. So even before I saw him on the field with us, I knew that Nick would be able to go out there and perform at a high level. You've had certainly a lot of contributors uh, yeah. in that room, which whether it's on special teams or on the actual defense to get out there and play. John Bullock is a guy that comes to mind 
how good he has played for you this year. Talk about the group as a whole, your level of confidence in them right now, and how much growth have you seen as the season's gone on in that room? Yeah, I'm, I'm really proud of the, of the young men in that room. I think, like to your point, we've played a lot of guys, um, which is kind of something that we really believe in, is having the ability to play a lot of players. We trust them. We trust them to go in the game, whether it's on defense or special teams. And there is no difference, you know, when they're out there. You know, the guys that are in there, that the same standard, same expectation. So I'm proud of the guys that, that they've been able to contribute, and a lot of them have been, whether it's injuries or things of that, that nature. Um, I think we've, we've made progress, and that's really the goal of, of each week of like, hey, how do we improve? What are the things that we're going to improve on, whether it's individually or as a group? Um, and they've, they've responded. And, uh, you know, there's ups and downs, as, as we both know. So um, we're challenging them. We're, chall- we're challenged from coach, from Coach White every week to, hey, how do we get better? And um, as a staff and as players, and I think they're doing a good job responding. Are they a good group as far as studying? Yes, they are. They're always in the meeting room. They'll grab each other. They'll go watch tape together. I'll see guys pop in. My, my office is kind of right across the hallway from them, so I, I hear the door open, hey, what's up, so-and-so. And uh, It's cool for me because I, I can still see them. I can say hello to them. I can hang out with them. They'll pop in, spend some time with me. But they put in the time. They put in the work. They want to be really good. So... That's always a positive thing. Something I don't know, you may not know this either. I don't know what the setup's going to be over in the new building, whether you're going to have that close proximity. It is pretty nice the way it's set up now, and you're going to be leaving there soon and probably yeah. in a couple of months, but the, the way it was designed for this part was pretty well done. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what the new building looks like. I mean, I've been, obviously, the players are in the locker room, and they got the, you know, the athletic training and the recovery, um, but I really, you know, I haven't been upstairs in a long time. So I'm looking forward to seeing how it is. And um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It should be, it should be really cool. That's what all the coaches have kind of said is like, we're, we're in pretty nice facilities now. I mean, this is going to be Taj Mahal type stuff over it's here. Elite. Uh, we're thankful. I'm thankful for it. I think it's great for the players. I think it's great uh, for the university. So uh, I'm thankful to have that. Let's go back to your, your playing days. Your, your career got cut short, right? With an injury and you were at Temple and, and was coached the head coach at that point in time. So, so yeah, Coach Rule was my head coach at the time. Okay. Um, I got injured the end of my sophomore year, the last game of my sophomore season, and um, unfortunately, it, it got cut short. And from there, Coach was like, hey, what are you, you going to do? And I'm like, gosh, I have no idea. I'm a sophomore in college. I have no idea what I'm going to do with my life. I'm like, I'm not sure, Coach, but I want to be involved. He's like, well, why don't you help out and coach? And um, I was a student assistant coach fell in love with it and um, been with coach for a long time since and it's been it's been an awesome and amazing journey for me and I'm thankful to be a part of coach and, and his staff so. what would you give to play one more game man it, it's something that I always try to tell the players like the wisdom part of thing of like at any moment at any moment like this this could be gone and uh, you know coach said something today like this is our 100th day together since the beginning of a fall camp and he's like, we got we got 15 more days together. Um, and that like, every time that hits me of like, hey, you you never know. Like this could be your last practice. This could be you know you never know. So, for me, I'd give I'd give anything. Um, you know, I just I just hope that I could communicate to the players that type of um, you know that communication of like, hey, like you got to play like it's your last. And and some of the guys I've been injured kind of get that feeling it's the guys that that really haven't missed that really don't understand that yet 
Right. And both, like you mentioned, Luke and Nick, they both have missed games because of injuries throughout their career. It's a physical position. In this conference, and you're making your way through the Big Ten for the first yeah. time, these are big human beings you're playing every week. No doubt. It's a it's a physical brand of football, and, and it's also the type of football that we want to play. You know, that's our that's our brand. That's what we want to be. And so, you know, every week you, you got to show up. You got to take care of your body. You got to have the right mindset. You got to practice the right way and get yourself ready to go so that – that we can be the best version of ourselves and and go out there and play well. Well, this defense has really been phenomenal throughout the year. You've been put in – it's a team game, so whatever happens with the offense happens with the offense. But you've been put in some tough spots week in and week out. Quick changes, have to go out, defend, and maybe a short field after a turnover, those type of things. My sense – and I'm not on the sideline during the game – my sense is that – your guys thrive on that. They kind of they love that challenge of having to go out and try to hold somebody to three or completely stop them after a, a turnover by the offense. Yeah, I think <clears throat> I think that was a challenge early on for us of 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 kind of switching our mentality of like, you know, hey, something bad happened. Well, okay, well, how are we going to respond? Like, this is another opportunity for us to go play together. This is another opportunity for us to go show what the black shirt defense is about. This is another opportunity to take the ball away. This is an opportunity to go block a kick. Like, this is an opportunity for us to go play football. So whatever the situation is, good, bad, it doesn't matter. Like, let's go attack it, and let's go have fun playing together. And I think you really saw that start, Illinois game, uh, yep. and the guys kind of flipped the switch. And the, the mentality of, of them and playing with one another, playing for each other, like, it doesn't matter. You know, something bad could happen on special teams, offense, defense, like, we're, we're a team. So how are we going to respond as a team and how are we going to lift each other up and what's our attitude going to be? And, and the guys have really switched their, their mindset. I, I pointed back to that goal line stand. Did, could you sense that in the moment that this is a huge play for this particular, for the 2023 Huskers, that was a huge play? I think, I think in the moment you know it's a big play within the game. And then as you reflect, you're like, wow, like, that I think that was the play. That was the energy. That was the team. That was the that was what we needed yep. at the time, and it just so happened to to work out that way. And obviously, the guys were playing their tails off, so it was fun to watch. Incredible moment. You mentioned the black shirts. You've now kind of been through the tradition and passing those out and seeing the reaction that guys give when they get that jersey. What? Is it different than you thought it might be before the season began? And what does it mean to you now? I think – I don't know that it's different than what I thought it would be. In my mind, when I think about it, I'm like, this is the standard in which that we have to play. Like, this is what the black shirt is. Like, this is the standard that a black shirt defense plays. And you got to earn that. And you got you to go out there and play to that standard. To your point of, like – doesn't matter the situation, you know, it doesn't matter what's going on. This is how the black shirts play. So um, it, it's been a cool uh, tradition uh, for me to be a part of. It's cool to see the guys get a black shirt and, um, you know, to, to play to that standard. And whoever's out there, like, if you're playing, you're, in my mind, like, you got to go uphold that standard. So it, it's been cool to be a part of. Luke and Nick have had them in the past. John Bullock, no. What, do you, what was his reaction? Do you remember what his reaction was when he – was given his you know john john's uh he's a fairly quiet guy you know he's not very outspoken so i think i think he was excited about it you know when you talk when you talk to john about like his past and you know not really getting recruited a walk on and just 
just the things that he's been through in his football career um, to earn that is, has been pretty cool for him, and I'm, I'm happy for him. Yeah, it's, it's one of the great traditions around this program. The other one is, is one that you and, and Coach Rural brought, and that's the single-digit numbers. Your room's got a handful of those single-digit numbers. You have to take a little bit of pride in that, that the team felt like guys in your room were deserving of those single-digit numbers. Yeah, I think I think anytime their teammates think of them as as being one of the toughest guys on the team and being a single digit, I think I think that's a credit to them. You know, I I don't look at it as myself. I, I think it's a program thing. I think it's a credit to them, the work that they put in, what they've done in the weight room, what they've done with Corey, um, and and really the whole staff. Because I think we all play a part in trying to to teach the young men, you know, what what we expect, what our expectations are, what our standards are, and um, obviously our our other teammates thought of them as being those type of guys. So I'm, I'm proud of them, and I'm happy for them. Very good. Coach Vorchak with us. If you want to be a part of it with a text, fire them away, 402-413-2400. Uh, that is our text line. Also want to tell you to contact 811 two days before you dig to protect your underground utilities and yourself. It's free. It's easy. It's the law. We have a lot more with the coach coming up. Back inside our Acres Broadcast Center, Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer, Acres Solutions for every field. Welcome back. It's our football show for the week. Huskers getting ready to play the Maryland Terrapins on Saturday, 11 a.m. Kick. Our pregame show begins at 7 with Husker Game Day. Rob Dvorak, Husker linebackers coach, with us here tonight on the program. Let's uh, go get a couple of texts here. Again, the text line, 402-413-2400. Jeff in Omaha wants to know, Coach, since the Jack position's a hybrid of a defensive lineman and a linebacker, I was wondering if those players are coached by you or Coach Knighton. Yeah, Coach Coach Knighton and I both coach them, uh, which is pretty cool. And you know, as you as you can see from the games, the the Jack is involved in the front. He's involved, you know, off the ball and coverage and those type of things. So so him and I both coach them. Um, he'll take them for some meeting time. I'll take them for meeting time. We'll split some indie time and. Uh, uh, we really work together and, and make sure that we have a good plan uh, for the week, and every game's a little bit different. So um, we work with both of them. So Makai at one point did play some Jack. Is he now totally back with you? Does it? Can that change as the season moves along? Yeah, he's done both. He's he's played some Jack. He's played some some off the ball backer for us as well. Uh, he's played every position, and it's kind of changed each week. It's it's changed based off who we're playing, some injuries happening. Um, you know what what we want to do based off game plan. So he's done both. He's somebody that that knows all the positions, and that's kind of I think the last time in the spring I talked about we we kind of cross trained everyone because I think at any point it's important to to know it obviously to understand the whole defense, but also you never know what's going to happen with the with the room and and who we're playing. Do you ever get Gifford, or is he totally in the secondary? No, Coop Coop takes him. Uh, Coop takes him full time. Um, obviously, as a defensive staff, we'll 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 kind of coach the guys that hey, we're on the field and you see something, you talk about it with them. Um, but but he's with Coop and uh, he spends all his time with. Because sometimes you'll see him really sneak up and almost line up as a linebacker. Yeah. In some some formations you guys have. Yeah. Some some of it um, we get we get the safeties down in the box at times, and so um, he he's down there. But but Coop handles them and. Uh, Spends his time with him. Okay, question for you, Coach. Uh, we appreciate the work you and uh, have done here and note the success and difference you've made this year. My question is, how would your fellow coaches and players define your leadership style? Hmm. That's a good question. Um, That's from Dale, by the yeah, way. Yeah, I, 
I'm not sure what they would say. As I, I guess if I were to f reflect on myself, I think I'm somebody who, who's always trying to, to have a relationship with the players and guide them in the, in the right direction. Um, I'm, not, I'm not too much of a, a, a yeller or a screamer. Uh, there's, a, there's a time and a place in my mind for myself. Um, I, I really try to make sure the players understand the why and the how and uh, try to lead them by, by communicating with them at a really high level. Um, that's a good question. I'm good. not sure what they would say. By the way, you're getting the best questions of any coach we've had in here. I'll just tell you that right now. Here's another good one. I don't know if that's good or bad. <laughs> no, this is good. Andrew uh, says, can you talk about the rotation of the linebackers and what goes into how you rotate guys in? Are certain guys in for certain formations or situations? From an outsider's perspective, it's hard to tell. There, there is some situational and personnel-driven uh, rotation involved. Um, and I won't get in that too much to, to give things away, but there is a little bit situational and personnel based off of the game. Some of it is also um, fatigue. Some of it is, hey, I want to, we want to rotate guys. It's something that we believe in. Um, but we always talk about as a staff what the plan is going to be as far as who's going in the game. You know, and we try to we try to do our best to, to manage it. And like I mentioned earlier, in my mind, like when somebody's in the game, it's there's no, it's all the same. You know, there's no drop off when, when we put people in the game and there's a standard in which we play. Um, so there is a rhyme or a reason. Uh, sometimes we just rotate them in as well. Do you, pit, for lack of a wrong, the wrong term, pitch count any guys during the week that we don't want so-and-so to get more than 40 snaps? Do you limit that at all or is it just whatever the situation Dictate. Yeah, we really don't pitch count it unless something's got someone's got something going on. If someone's banged up and you know they got they got an injury or whatever, and we want to make sure that you know as far as the training room, we're, we're taking care of them the right way. And so that that's really the only time we do that. Okay, Dorothy Lynch, Homestyle Light and Lean Dressing, endless flavor abilities. Uh, Ken wants to know, Coach, can you talk more about where you are from originally and, and how have you guys adjusted to Lincoln? Yeah, I'm from I'm from Pennsylvania, Allentown, Pennsylvania, about an hour north of Philadelphia. Um, my wife and I we've been here for about eight months Is she now. From back east too? Yeah, she's she's from the. Her and I went to high school together. Okay. Uh, so we we didn't we didn't start uh, dating until after college, and then you know we got married about shoot a year a little over a year ago. Um, so we've we've uh, grown up in the same hometown, which makes it easy when we go back and, and visit family. Uh, which is nice, but uh, but Lincoln's been good to us. We we love it here. Um, we had a baby girl uh, about five months ago, so life has been good. We love it in Lincoln. We love the people, the support, um, and we're happy to be here. Fantastic, John in Omaha for you, Coach. I know you won't compare, but the tackling is so refreshing to see so much better than before. What's been the key for that? We spent a lot of time on it. Uh, we spent a lot of time in the off season talking about it. We we spent time on it in the winter. Um, just talking about our eyes, our angles, our body positions. Um, it's a big emphasis for us. It's a, it's a big deal. So we spend a lot of time, um, something that we really believe in. We coach it every single rep. We coach it every single day. So whether there's pads or no pads, the angles are important. Your eyes are important, your body position. So we spend a lot of time on it. How much of the calls defensively that are made on the field is done from your group? Um, not, not necessarily from, from our group, but there's communication at each layer of the defense that we have to make sure um, that we get across, whether it's to the DBs or to the front. Um, there, there's always communication, and um, we don't necessarily make the calls. It's all coming from Coach White, but we have to make sure that we communicate that we're getting in the right things based off what the call is.
communication on the field, you got to be vocal at times, right? You have, have to. to have to. You got to verbalize it to some guys. You got you got to demand it, and uh, people got to know when communication is going to happen. You know, certain calls that you're in require certain communication, and and the listener has to make sure that he hears it as well. Yeah. And knows and expects like, hey, I'm w- I'm waiting for a call. Like, let's make sure we communicate, and there's two two parts of communication. So, we got to make sure that that we hear it, and we also vocalize what what we need to get done. Is that harder to do at home than away? Because you're usually when you're the home team, you're quiet for the offense, but you want to make noise to make it hard on the other offense. Is it a little harder? Yeah, it, it's definitely harder at home, which is a good problem to have because yeah. you want the crowd involved, you want our fans involved, and get it as loud as possible because that puts most of the stress on the offense. Um, and I think that's why hand signals are important too. You know, it just can't be, you know, vocal communication. Hand signals are important. And also expecting the communication. You know, I get this call. We're supposed to get this communication. I know what's going to happen. Let's look at each other and say, hey, this is what we got, or communicate it with our hands and make sure we're in the right spot. Okay, you spent some time with Carolina the last couple of years in the NFL. Would you be a fan of some more communication within the helmets, microphones, whatever the case may be, receivers, so you can just verbalize a call to a player on the field? I would be a huge fan. Yeah. I think I think not only will prepare the, the players for the next level, um, but it also, you know, you spend so much time about signals, what to call this, how to, you know, you see it on the sidelines with the boards, and you see all these different forms of communication. Um, I think it would be really, really good for the game. I think it would be really good for the preparation of the players. Um, I, I'm all for it. I think it would be awesome. In the NFL, I don't know the answer. How, how many guys on defense can get a signal from the sideline through their helmet? What is it one so, person? Yeah, you only get one dot on you the field one. at a time, and you'll, you'll usually see the little dot on, on the, the back, back of the helmet, and right. they'll, they'll communicate it. And, you know, you still have to have signals in that in the NFL, too, because of two-minute and tempo situations. Um, so they, they still have the signal stuff. But a lot of the communications through the headset, and I think it would be really good um, to prepare those guys for that. You know, they're going to go do it and you yep. know when they get there, so why, why not prepare them for it? How much growth did you get as a coach spending some time in the NFL? I think a lot. Um, the game is, is, you know, it's at the highest level, so you're, you're constantly learning. You're learning from the players who've been involved in it for, you know, five, six, seven, eight. You know, th- those guys are veterans. You, you learn a lot of football from them and then the coaches that you're around and studying the film. Um, I think I, I had a lot of growth. Uh, I enjoyed my time. and. Um, I'm really happy to be here because I feel like we could apply some of the things that we've learned um, and and try to continue to be better and better. Major differences coaching professionals compared to young men who are going to school, lugging backpacks around. I mean, it is a different thing, right? Yeah, it's definitely different. But the one thing that remains the same is is they're all just young men who love like it's a kid's game. You know, like we, we all we all went out and played football as a young kid and that's why you play the game because you love the game of football. And so those guys, even though they're making tons of money or they have families and kids, they're still kids, you know. <laughs> That's the cool thing about it, you know. It just they love, they love the game. They love playing. They have fun playing, which is, which is important. Folks, keep those texts coming, 402-413-2400. We'll pass them on to Coach. Still a couple of segments left with him. Time now for this week's Alumni Hall, Husker football alum. Since we have the linebackers coach here tonight, we'll talk about one of the great Husker linebackers of all time, Levante David. Coulter in motion, snap back to Persa, hold, set, throws, batted up in the air, and the ball's intercepted. Pulled down by Levante David on the deflection, and the Huskers get their second turnover of the day. 
Levante still doing some work in the National Football League with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Alumni Hall is your ultimate Husker shopping experience with the largest and best selection of apparel, vault gear, and tailgate accessories. Shop there too, Lincoln locations or alumnihall.com. Alumni Hall, where Huskers shop. 402 413 2400. We have more with the coach coming up. Maintain your herd's condition throughout the winter with Central Valley Ag's Power Cow Tubs. Register to win. Two 250-pound CVA Power Cow Tubs when you visit cvacoop.com, Central Valley Ag, the official co-op of Husker Nation. It's our football show for the week. Linebackers coach Rob DeVorchek's with us. Husker's getting ready to play Maryland. I haven't asked you about Maryland. This is a challenge. This is a good offense with a really good quarterback. Coach was raving about him yesterday at yeah. his press conference. Yeah, he's a, he's a special talent. Um, he, he can run around back there. He's got a quick release. He gets the ball out of his hands. He's smart. He sees the field. He spreads the ball around. Um, he, he runs the show. And uh, he's, he's a vet. He's been there. You know, he's played a lot of football. Um, so he, he's a special player. He's a really good football player. And they got, they got a lot of talent on that team. How much tempo do they go with? Yeah, they'll, they'll get into they some will. tempo. And they'll, you know, at times they'll look to the sideline, get the communication from the coaches that they want to get. And change the play if they want to and um, get into the right call. But, yeah, they'll, they'll get you with some tempo at times. Not, not Colorado tempo. No, not, 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 the not, same as, not the same as that. I think yeah. Colorado may be the, the fastest in the country. Right. I mean, that, was a real, that was a real chore to play them week two after a plotting offensive Minnesota who would run the play clock to basically one before every snap. Yeah. What it, I mean, you had – that's a tough tough – Way to turn around and yeah. win one to two for you guys. The the nice part is is coach had a plan the whole time of hey this in the in the uh, spring and in the fall camp we practice the tempo. You know it's always it's always easier to you know go slower than it is to go faster right. defensively at least. So we practiced the heck out of the tempo. Um, so we were prepared for it. And then when 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 we slow it down, you know that. I don't want to say it's easier, but you know you're not you're not thinking you're not going as fast, so you're able to get your feet underneath you. Um, but we were prepared, which which makes life good. Tell me about the synergy of the staff. I mean, I don't know that you'd spent really any time with Coach White before you here. How has that all come together from the outside looking in? It's been great. You guys look like you're really in sync. Yeah, we it's a great group. Uh, we we have a lot of fun. We challenge each other. We throw around ideas. We spend a lot of time in the room together. Um, we all respect each other's opinion. Even even the really young coaches in the room, everyone kind of has a voice and is able to talk about, hey, I see this or I see it like this or I don't understand this. And, you know, we'll talk about it. We'll, you know, we'll see things and we'll be able to have the conversations, which is important, I think. And we just, you know, at times we kick back and, and talk and joke and tell stories, which I think makes it closer. You know, the more time you spend with each other, the better the relations get between you and, and the staff, just like the players. Um, so I think that's really important, and it's been a lot of fun. It seems like you've enjoyed your group of guys. And when you're in the recruiting process and looking to refill the room back up again, how, how much do you as a coach think about how's he going to fit in my room? Does that go through your thought process Yeah, much? for sure. I think you, you always talk about that you know, within the program, you know, is, is he, is he going to be one of us? I know you've heard coach will talk about it like that. Oh, you, you. Mm-hmm. you know, is he one of us? And I think that's really important. And we're going to, we're going to look into that while we're recruiting a young man, obviously they got to be talented, but, but also, 
is he going to fit in with the program? Is this the type of young man that we want here? Is, this, is he going to do things the way that we want it done? And obviously, you got to teach them, you know, the way we do things and the type of people we want. We want winners. We want competitors. We want guys that love the game. So um, we definitely look into that and make sure it's the right one. And um, I do enjoy the room. They're a bunch of good guys. They work hard. They're loyal. Um, so I, I, I really enjoy them. Do you, when, when kids are here on visits, do they get to mix with the current players much? The, o- the only time really is official visits, and then unofficially they'll, they'll be here. They'll, they're able to see the players and may- maybe, you know, a practice or something. Hey, ask them a question or something. But official visits, they'll be able to, to spend time with players. And do you get feedback from your current players on guys? Do you want some guys to go, tell me, how was he yeah. when you guys were out doing whatever? Yeah, for sure. We'll ask the guys, like, hey, how is it? Is there anything that we should be concerned about? What, you know, how were things? And I think most of the time they, they're like, hey, coach, this, this is a great one, or he's a good dude, or, or whatever it may be. Um, excuse me, but, but that's part of the recruiting process. Like you mentioned, we got to – we got to know about these guys before we get him. We get we get them here, right? You know, make sure they're the right fit. Yeah, because I just wondered how much interaction or whether obviously this time of year it's harder than maybe if they come in December when yeah. you're not getting prepared for a game on a Saturday or you're not playing that that Saturday when kids come or maybe in the spring when they're here for spring practice or and, something. And to be honest with you, I always tell the guys in recruiting like make sure you talk to the players because because they'll tell you they'll tell you everything. You know, sometimes right. in recruiting. You know, coaches say, you know, what they want the kids to hear, and that's the way it is. But I think it's important to be as transparent as you could possibly be and say, hey, talk to the guys. They'll tell you the truth. You know, they're, they're the guys that live it every day. Make sure you talk to them. That's important. The the YouTube videos that your video staff has been putting together and putting out, those have been pretty telling. I mean, you guys are pulling the curtain back and letting people kind of see what your program is. And I, I would think as a prospective student-athlete looking at that, They'd have a pretty good idea what you, what this is all about, right? Yeah, I think I think it's been pretty cool. Yeah, uh, it, it kind of shows what the what the day in the life is, what practice may be like, the intensity, the culture. What what are the things that we're preaching? Um, and it's a good it's a good perspective. Obviously, it's not everything, but it's a good insight of like, hey, this is the things that we believe in. These are the type of people. This is how we do things, um, which is really good for for recruiting and and all those things. Very good. Folks, uh, time to tell you to buckle up, put that phone down, a message from the NDOT Highway Safety Office. We need to work a final break in. Still time if you want to fire off a text, 402-413-2400. Some final thoughts from the coach coming up. Back inside our Huskers Broadcast Center, brought to you by Acres, the Midwest premier John Deere dealer. Acres has solutions for every field. A few minutes left with the coach, Rob Dvorak. Huskers getting ready for the Maryland Terrapins on Saturday. 11 o'clock kickoff will be on the air at 7 a.m. with Husker game day. Matt from Raymond for you, Coach. The defense seems to have great synergy from game one. I think you could see it right away with everybody being on the same page with the new coaching staff and, frankly, new players for this staff. What would you say are the top two things that everybody was able to gravitate to and buy in on? You guys are doing a great job. Go Big Red. I think it all started with uh, the relationships in the offseason. I, uh, I think when you have that, you're able to – to demand things from the players that you that you want. You know, we talk about standards, we talk about, you know, the brand of football that we want to play as a team. And I think you're able to pull that from your players when when you have relationships, but also it comes from them. You know, Coach Wool got up in front of the team and said, Hey, you know, what do, what do we want to look like? And so when you get it from the players, that's when you know it's their own. They make it their own. And so I think 
not that it makes it easy, but it's like, hey, this is what we said we wanted to be, you know, not not from the coaches. Like, hey, it wasn't, hey, this is who we are. It was, this is what we're going to be as a team, and it came from the players. And so I think when you're able to do that, you could you could demand whatever whatever you whatever you want now because you're like, hey, this is our standard. This is what we said we wanted to be, and I think our players bought into that. All right, Andy in Phoenix is going to put you on the spot here. You ready for this? All right, I'm ready. He goes, Coach, give me an radar, uh, under-the-radar young guy in your room that you think is really going to make an impact in the next couple of years. Well, the cool thing is, you know, we were just talking about Makai a little bit. He's he's young. He's a young player, so he's yep. he's got a lot uh, a lot ahead of him, a lot of football a lot of, uh, ahead of him, excuse me. Um, obviously, Prince Willis played a little bit this season. Um, I think he's got a really bright future. There's, there's a good amount of young guys in the room. You know, Kane, Dylan, uh, Stanger. There, there's some guys in the room. I'm gonna, I'm gonna miss some. Um, there's a lot of really good young talent in the room, and how we practice and how we do things here is is really special for them because they can continue to grow. You know, you kind of saw it on the D line with James. Well, you've seen different guys um, throughout this season, even on offense too. You're you're seeing guys that are young players step into roles. And I think it's a credit to, to how we practice and, and how we run the program. How, how valuable are is like some of those guys that aren't playing a lot when they get a chance to maybe scrimmage late in the week when they're not, they're not going to be part of the game plan or they're not going to dress for a Saturday game? How valuable is that for them? And how much do you keep an eye on those type of things? It's really valuable. I mean, we, the way we practice, those guys are getting reps every single day. They compete, you know, they're competing every day. So. Yeah. It's not just hey you're the scout team. It's it doesn't really work that way. You know you guys are you guys are the guys, and at any time like you have the opportunity to come up and play. You know so it's extremely valuable. Um, they they've done a really nice job. Um, they're they're doing a really nice job. Your room has always been full of walk-ons, and I think you you guys have embraced that and are going to keep that going. Like a a guy like a Grant Taggy comes to mind for me. He's not on scholarship, but every now and then he'll make a play. We'll call his name out on a special teams play. How valuable are players like a Taggy for a football team? Yeah, re- really valuable. Um, in my mind, they're the same as everyone else. You know, whether they're scholarship, they're walk-on. Like they have a role, they have a standard on the on the team. Uh, the cool thing about Taggy specifically is he he's a really really bright young man, and he. You know, he studies the defense at a high level. He studies the, each week's quarterback, he, the, you know, the quarterback of each week. He, he knows what's happening. He's one of the smartest guys in the room, uh, super competitive, challenges the guys in the room. Um, I, I'm proud of those guys when I see them go out there and make plays because they deserve it. Very good. All right, one kind of thought or two here. We have about a minute left on, on Maryland. Telly is such a good player. Do you blitz? How, how and he's so athletic, he can move. How do you have to pick your spots with a guy like that? How much pressure you give him? I think I think you gotta I think you gotta you know look at it a couple different ways. You know what are his strengths? What are our strengths? What is he good at? What are the things that they do as a team that that maybe we have to take away? Um, you know they to your point, he's a really good player. He's a special player. They spread the ball all over the place. They're explosive on offense. Um, I think you got to look at okay, what are the things that that they're doing, and and how are we going to attack it? What are, what are we going to do to make sure that he's uncomfortable? Um, because that's the game, right? Like, you got to you got to do whatever you can to make sure that you're at an advantage, uh, the best you can. Is he making plays with his legs? Yeah, he does. He he can move around in the pocket. He can scramble. He can run. He's smart. He takes care of his body. He's 
He's a good. He's a really good football player. Uh, I enjoy watching him on tape. I'm like, man, that's special. Yeah. You know, you see him spin out of the pocket sometime or roll out the other way um, and make some throws. He gets the ball out quick. Um, really, really, really special talent. You need Husker Nation to show up, be loud. No doubt, we're gonna need we're gonna need them and uh, have their support. Very good, Coach. Appreciate you coming in tonight. Good luck. Thank Congratulations you. on what you guys have accomplished to this point in time. And I know there's still a lot out there. For this. Yes, sir. You got it. Good, Rob Dvorak with us here on our football show tonight. Woodhouse Auto Family, your trusted auto partner. Twenty brands, twenty convenient sales and service locations. We're making car buying on your terms. Visit us online at woodhouse.com.